Midnight Podcast. Midnight Podcast. Podcast. Midnight, 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 Podcast. Midnight Podcast. Podcast. Everybody, welcome to the Midnight Pocket Podcast. I am Cool C, and I'm Justin Fuller Comedy, and we got a special guest for you guys today. That's right, all the way from Toronto. What? Greg Morton, baby. Greg Morton is in the house. Good morning. <laughs> yes, Toronto and other places. I, 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 oh, it must be the time change. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know why? Because uh, I'm a dumb dumb, and I didn't know if we were on the same time. <laughs> I didn't either. I, I said I got a dumb question for you. Before we get started, you know, <laughs> before we get started, you can find him at Justin Fuller Comedy on Instagram. And I am the underscore great underscore Corey, C-O-R-E-E. And how can we get you, Mr. Morton? Uh, GregMorton.com. All right. Yes. Or Greg Morton Comic on Instagram and Twitter. This episode of the Midnight Pocket Podcast brought to you in part by the Acumen Paralegal Services help you help yourself the legal way. The services that they offer is they help with documents that need to be typed, guardianships, probate, divorce, wills and trusts, complaints, business organization, financial planning, and legal research and writing. Go ahead and give them a call at 216-727-0049 or 216-456. 2000. Michelle White will get you right. That's right. Make sure you check him out. Subscribe. Follow him. He's a very funny guy. That was my alarm to tell you. Tell me oh, that the, the podcast is starting. Oh, you're on. You're on it. I know you did. Hey, first <laughs> of all, appreciate you coming on. Yes. And spending the time with us. Definitely. It was an honor meeting you. You know, when we seen you at the funny stop, so appreciate you following through and being on here with us. That's awesome. Oh yeah, yeah. no worries, guys. It was a pleasure talking to you guys. And, and it was very much a pleasure speaking with you. And also, I'm still talking about the show. Oh yeah, definitely. You know, I'm telling people about the show how you were on go. Your when energy you, is like no other. Go. <laughs> yeah, you were on go. I'm like, man, you could do. All types of endorsements with your energy, you know. Like, geez. <laughs> well, please tell somebody. <laughs> I'll oh, oh, get some more work. I mean, man, oh man, definitely. Wow. I, I don't see why you should be a busy man. You're, you're, I mean, your performance is great. Your energy is up there. You're funny. I love, I love the Star Wars stuff. I know you've been doing that forever, <laughs> but I don't care what anybody asks. Right? It's always green. It's always relevant. Yes. Yeah. So uh, for, for everybody, when did you get started doing comedy? I'm, I'm intrigued. I know how old you are now. So, Well, I remember way back. You know, <laughs> hang on. It was in the 80s. I know that for sure. I think it was 86, 85. Okay. All right. How old were you? Maybe, maybe even 84. I don't know. 
Uh, how old was I? I don't know. I was in my 20s, mid-20s, I think. Okay, yeah. okay. So right after, like, soon as out of high school and everything, you decided, I'm, I'm doing this. No, 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 no. I always thought that I was going to be doing uh, cartooning or animation. So okay. my major was uh, classical animation, <clears throat> and I studied at Sheridan College okay. in Oakville, which is just outside of Toronto, and they had a classical animation course. And uh, that's what I did when I was a kid. I used to just sit in the corner and just draw and make funny voices and noises and stuff. Okay. And uh, But while I was in college, that's when I got exposed to comedy. And uh, we had some great college professors. Like our English professor, (laughs) I don't don't think we read one book. He (laughs) took us to see plays and he took us to see... uh, Theater, uh, theater sports, uh, Second City, stand-up wow. comedy. So that's wow. how I got introduced to stand-up comedy. And okay. I really never knew you could make a living at it. I kind of futzed around with it a bit then, you know, with my uh, some of my uh, peeps back then okay. in college. <laughs> I, never, I never thought you could make a living at it. Okay. So we went out to see... Richard Pryor live in concert. Wow. Yeah. And the film was, uh, you know, circulating all over uh, North America. Yep, 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 yep. That was my first exposure, really, to live comedy. Wow. And now I had also gone to a club, a live club as well. I think that was around that time. And I, the first, one of the first comedians I saw was Howie Mandel. What? Really? He He had hair. (laughs) <laughs> I know he ain't here <laughs> but he was working out at Yuck Yucks and uh, that was a huge influence on me well, well. I said that's when he had hair <laughs> oh that's when he had hair oh I didn't right. know I'm sorry yeah. um, so in addition to the many impressions you do I'm a sound guy so I'm always listening to music I'm picking up things in songs I hear people's voices. Like I, I tried to imitate you. I told you I was going to do it. <laughs> um, I also noticed, in addition to you having a, a, your regular speaking voice is dynamite, um, you have a great singing voice. Did you do any bands? Were you ever in any bands or, or choir or anything? Or? Again, it was in college. Uh, we had a uh, we had our own band called what was it called? Wrench Inch. Wrench Inch. Something, something. Ah, it was a long name. I'll have to look it up. It was quite a long time ago, you know. Okay. But we had our own band. It was just uh, this other guy who was in my animation class. His name was Mike Bannon. Okay. And he uh, he would write these songs. Now, his major before was uh, was music. And okay. he studied music theory. And he wrote all these songs. And we would, you know, play at parties. And he would write the songs. And I would write the lyrics. And they were funny and filthy, just filthy. Oh, <laughs> filthy you wouldn't know that now. We got clean comedy people. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, but it was fun. Uh, one was called Mother Truckers, and one was called <laughs> I I peed my pants, and uh, I'm 18, I can do what I want. All right. And, and uh, they were, you know, a lot of them were blues and rock and roll, country. We did like every genre. Of yeah. music, it was fun. Wow! Uh, so, yeah, we even won a, a talent contest for our music. Wow! And we started going around and performing at bars and stuff. 
Wow, that's was wild. Yeah, it was fun. So you transfer uh, transform that to the comedy then, just from or. Yes, we we actually did. We took our, our our thing on the road and we went to the club. And of course, all of our college buddies were there the first time we performed. And oh we, boy, we killed it. Oh okay, we, we killed it. No, no, it was, this is one of those stories where you kill first and then you bomb okay. later. Okay, you good. Bomb yeah. later, and so the, we then killed it. We, <laughs> then the reality check came, and then people did not like what we were doing. They did not like us at all. Wow. But, uh, but hey, it was college crowd. It was college. Right. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I truly joke. I truly believe if back then was today and you guys had like an internet following, you guys would be stars, I'm sure. You know what? I have no doubt that would be true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. So, I, me too. I'm serious as well. So like I said, I'm a sound guy and I've always been impressed with people that do, do voices. And some of my favorites are Peter Cullen, um, that's the guy that did Optimus Prime, Mel Blanc, the guy that, you know, from Looney Tunes, of course, and, uh, Tim Conway, he's from here too. Um, and, uh, Dawes Butler, I just love his voice. Um, did you have any experience working with those guys? Oh, and now I have, I can, I, I'm, I'm happy to know that I'm speaking to you and you're on that list too, by the way, because I'm blown away by people that do impressions and doing well. And yeah, and I'm honored to to meet you um thank you have you ever uh worked with any of those people that they're there i know they're probably older but have you ever no unfortunately they're yeah they're older but i growing up as a kid mel blank was my guy okay I, I you know i i have imitated a lot of stuff you can see i'm wearing a bugs bunny shirt right now absolutely look mm -hmm. I keep it real. myself jack I got the Star Wars right here for you. <laughs> oh, that's a great shirt. That is an excellent shirt. I love that. Just, yeah. just you know, just thinking about um, Mr. Blanc, the way he did voices, like Bugs Bunny, he, he sounded like he had like a Brooklyn accent. For him to right. go to like Bugs Bunny and then do uh, Froghorn Leghorn, that was very impressive. I, I wanted to... If I could talk to him, I want to know like where you get these from. Because some sometimes your voices, even the ones you create, they come from somebody. You're imitating somebody. So I'm just curious, like where where would he get some of those voices? Where do you get some of your voices from, from your uh, character? Well, usually when they uh, when you're auditioning for a voice, what you do is you look at the caricature, the character, I should say, and uh, that will give you clues. You know whether they're a big person or they're or they're small, and then the, you try and find a note, and then you add some texture to your voice, and then eventually you, you come up with something. Or sometimes uh, the uh, the company will, or the studio will come up with a, a suggestion, okay. and they'll say, okay, for example, the first show I worked on was Hello Kitty Fairy Tale Theater. Okay. And, uh, there was this dog they wanted a voice for. His name was Grinder, And the reference that they gave me was... Fred Gwynn, who was uh, Herman Munster and Car Fifty Four. Oh, you know, right, right. That character on Car Car Fifty Four. So, and and he, he oh, 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 when he got excited, he would go, oh, oh, oh. So, uh, so I kind of dumbed it up a little bit, and I put, oh, 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 in there, yeah. <laughs> so his name was Grinder, and he got really excited. And he was happy, and hi, everybody, hi, Kitty. <laughs> <laughs> So oh, that was the so that was the first awesome, voice that I worked on, yeah. 
Hello Kitty. And then after a year, they came up to me and they, the director said to me, how would you like to direct? I go, what? <laughs> they said, well, you know, you know, you've got a feel for this. I mean, you studied this and uh, uh, you, you know, you know how storyboards work and that I think you'd be really good at this because they were tired of self sending out people, you know, it costs a lot of money to send somebody up every week from Los Angeles up to Toronto. So, so I got to direct cartoon shows as well. And I worked on uh, cops. I directed uh, Super Mario Brothers Super Show and uh, just the animated portions. You know? Okay. Yeah. Uh, Legend of Zelda. A lot oh, of the wow. video game. A lot of the video game stuff was that, that was out in the 80s, uh, late 80s and early 90s. Okay. Yeah, that was the best times growing up right yeah, there. It really my childhood. Was. <laughs> and then the government stuck their damn nose in and closed everything down. So oh, you couldn't you, you couldn't advertise to, uh, to kids. And oh. they, all of those restrictions that came in literally killed Saturday morning. But really? it was a great, oh, what a great time. Mm -hmm. But fortunately, we have a whole, we have whole networks that are dedicated to animation now. Yes. And animation is really making a comeback. So right. it's really yeah. an exciting time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I love it. I started getting into it because uh, even with the, the podcast, you know, I just want to always have a cartoon like intro type thing. So I learned how to do things from anime uh, studios. It's a program, you know, so I'm always interested yeah. when people have like a, a talent to draw because I can't draw. Unfortunately, I used to draw Ninja Turtles back in the day. I was terrible. <laughs> at it. Terrible at it. So, you know, the fact that you do you voices and practice. everything. Oh, my, oh, that time's Gone. I gave, you know, I mean, I gave up on that. You know how many drawings it takes? It's ten thousand drawings. Uh, oh Man, yeah. You got to get out of the way before you can even get to a place. I stopped at like start to figure 20. out what you know what you're doing. <laughs> I stopped at like twenty of them. I'm done. I'm, I'm not good. <laughs> we um we we started at the funny stop. That's that's our comedy home. Yeah. Where we saw you perform at. Um, Pete said that you've been coming there for years. I'd say 25 years at least. Wow. See, yeah, I didn't know that at all. I didn't either. Yeah, I mean, I just moved down to this area about 10 years ago, but I haven't started going down to comedy clubs for, you know, since like the past year or two. You know what I mean? I've always wanted to do comedy, but growing up in New York, Pennsylvania, uh, there's no time for dreams. You know, it's... Uh, <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, it's, it's go to school, get a degree, <laughs> get a good job so you can, you know, do all that type of stuff. So. Right. It, it wasn't until later on in life. Yeah, when you stop listening to those idiots. Or when you realize yeah, you could possibly not be here one day, so you better go for what you want to do because you only get one shot at this thing we call life. So, well, that's you know, true. you got to keep that, moving. When did that like go on for you? Did something personal happen? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, probably about five years ago, uh, making a delivery, I got shot during a robbery. and uh what? Yeah. Yeah. What? Yes. This guy did how many tours? Uh, yeah, I was in Iraq twice. Didn't get shot. Didn't get shot. Come home. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, it went in through here, fractured my rib. Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's so. crazy town. Yeah, definitely. What neighborhood but, was that? Uh, <laughs> over here in the Great And maybe we should have been having this discussion when I was there. <laughs> I know. Oh yeah, no, you were fine where you were at. Well, maybe you were fine where you were at. <laughs> maybe but if you'd have went a little south of there. <laughs> right? 
Yeah, no, it was up in the city. Yeah, so up was in, it? It was oh, in Cleveland. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's amazing. Definitely, yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah. you know, when you survive and everything, and then it wasn't right. until I, it wasn't until I started listening to podcasts really, where I heard people saying, "Oh, yeah, you just go to open mics," and I'm like, you know what? It's time to time to get off the couch, coach. Time to play. You know, right. time to get out there and start talking about my, my uh, spit. <laughs> and and um, that's what actually those those that chain of event actually brought him and I again. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's great. Our that's relationship great got closer, and then uh, actually that I actually ended up, it was a whole mess deal with work miscom and all types of craziness that I don't even want to get into. Getting shot was the worst, was the least worst part of the whole process. <laughs> and then court and shit like, stuff like that. But so, uh, yeah, we Justin, kept the Justin, you talk about that on stage, by the way? Not yet. I have a I have a good premise to get into it, but I want to make sure. And, and besides, they never caught the guys, so I didn't want to really get too many details and have them show up at the show to try and finish, finish the job. <laughs> <laughs> now, was he after you, or is that what? It, uh, it wasn't. I just think they seen me. Uh, Probably you know, a random. Yeah, thing, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was no. These like, guys are the worst. They have the worst aim, right? Oh, it was point blank too. So it was, yeah. It was <laughs> <laughs> well, did he? He thought you were somebody else. Or was it a case no? It was just me. It was identity. He, he was. He was in his work truck. Yeah, doing a delivery, doing work. It's almost equivalent as maybe a, a postal worker doing a delivery, and this guy figured it. Maybe well, he had checks. Maybe he got some money. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I gotcha. It was a yeah, heist, yeah. basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like wow, that. Wow, that's crazy. Right. Oh, I can tell you the rest of the story other time possibly, oh but yeah. Gosh, that's ridiculous. Yeah. But hey, but you look at it like this. There's things in life that, that happen out of your control that kind of nudge you in a sure. direction you don't think you're gonna go. That's you know, right. so you may be instead of being angry at the world because of something like that, I was grateful I'm alive and I'm gonna move on and oh, of keep doing what I want to do. You know what I mean? So of course there's always good things that come out of bad situations. In, in fact, I think that sometimes that's why those things happen. Yeah, but you they know, didn't have to happen like to me you're... though, really? What? <laughs> I mean, right? <laughs> but hey, no, I'd rather have you were, to you were off else. course and that <laughs> bullet put you back on your life course. I guess so. What are you doing doing this? Wake up! Get the hell out there and tell some jokes. You know? Think about it. If you weren't doing it, you wouldn't have been shot. Exactly. This is true. Yeah, this is true. So, he, you know, how I got involved, you know, I, I come from a background where we, all, me and my best friends and buddies, and all we do is just Snap on one another. <laughs> we roast one another all day, every day. And he did he did his comedy. It was four of us on the phone. And I said, what we're doing right now will be gold if we record it. Mm -hmm. It will be funny and gold. Wouldn't it be great if we can get paid for this? And everybody was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said, well, I know a place where we can go. And they was like, okay, yeah, cool. Justin told me about the open mic. I'm the only one. Well, one showed up and he, he did uh, open mic a couple of times, but I'm the only one that's consistent with it. Yeah. And when he did, <laughs> he did that, he wanted to do the podcast. And I was like, cool, we'll do the podcast. So, we, we, of course, you should do the podcast. 
Right. I mean, we we'd be on the phone for you know anytime we talk about stuff, we'd be on the phone for like an hour. And I'm like, well, that was a podcast right there. I mean, because we'd be yeah. talking about things going on and you know on TV or anything like that, or movies we watched or anything like That's that. Right. So I'm like, let's do it. Yeah. Like with you in the hallway, we we had the podcast in the hallway, right? <laughs> we should have been recording that. You're right. <laughs> oh, I was. Is up here. <laughs> I got that for life. Believe that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm so, really uh, what's up next for you? What's up next for you? Um, uh, next week I'm going to Michigan, a uh, place, small place outside of t- Detroit. And uh, the club is called One Night Stands. I've been there before, but I'm All going right. back, and uh, hopefully we'll have a bigger crowd. That'll be nice, you know? Right, right. I yeah. think people are a little less uh, pandemic shy, and they're getting out more. Yeah. And I think this is a good thing. So, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that was the only thing keeping me going. I don't even think the pandemic affected me, because when it was going on, I was still working. Yeah, me too. <laughs> there was nothing stopping me from my job. Except I had to pick up all the, the masks and gloves people were throwing all over the day. <laughs> Isn't that ridiculous? Yeah. And they were protecting themselves until they got out of the store. And <laughs> they, gave me, they, gave, they gave me a job. A, a job. You know, I was sweeping up parking lots at that time. You know, so <laughs> thank everybody for keeping me uh, working during the pandemic. I appreciate it. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So um yeah, that's how that went down. So yeah, but everything, you know, we appreciate you being on, you know. Yeah, yeah. Spreading the love. So what do you want to chat about? What's that? Oh, what we want to chit chat? Yeah. Oh, well, basically, all right, we're new at comedy. Yeah. We're right. okay. I'm uh I start well basically the truth, uh, I've been doing comedy all my life, but on stage since St. Patrick's Day of this year. Oh, wow. And he's been in for about a year. Yeah. Yeah. It's was, it was probably about a year in December. Yeah. So. And um, basically, it's like. You um, guys are virgins. <laughs> uh, but I love it. It's so much fun. Is, it, that, is that why? Because we're, we're new at it? Is it? Yeah. Is that why it's fun to us? All right. It, I know what we can do. Let's do this. Let's have. Let's talk about advice for newcomers. Yes. yes. Nice. All right. Let's do that. All right. So. Number one record your set i was just talking to the guy this guy who uh he did a set on saturday i don't know if you saw him um alex first show i think it was first show okay yeah 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 and i i was talking to him and he didn't seem to have an idea of how he did he thought he did well and uh pete was yelling at him from back you know from (laughs) off stage if, it, if Pete's yelling, then you're not doing well. <laughs> right? I seem to recall doing fairly well, but Pete was rushing me. Well, because you went over time. And yeah. That's a, cardinal sin, that's a cardinal sin in this business. Right. You never go over your time. Right. I don't know how he, he would not know that. Then I said, how long you, I asked him, how long you've been doing it? He said, six years. I said, well, have you made any money? Well, $10. I go, what, $10? If you're in this for six years and you've only made $10, uh, <laughs> that ain't good. Right. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to get paid more. Yeah, <laughs> and I did two charity shows. Well, that don't count. <laughs> that means you did two shows for free. 
<laughs> so if you're not getting paid at this point, then uh, it's a hobby, I'm afraid. Right. You know, you get really, really serious about it. And that means you yeah. got to write every day. And I don't mean you write all day or eight hours. You write one, one to three hours if you can. Yeah. yeah. I think one hour is enough, too. And then the rest of the time you spend living your life and looking for things, stimulus, yes. ideas. You're just living your life and, and maybe you keep a journal or something, but you got to record your set and then you got to listen to it. And that's the yeah. hardest part. Yeah, that's the hardest part. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it's it funny is. you said that because we we record all of our sets and uh, we listen back and, you know, like there was a night that I felt really bad because I thought I got crickets all night. Mm -hmm. And um, I kind of like sometimes when you when you you say a joke and you don't get the laughs you expect, you get the crickets. You actually can trip over the crickets. <laughs> <laughs> and I stumbled over the crickets and I was feeling bad. And I was like, I don't want to ever hear it. I was going to delete it. But I listened to it on the way home and I was like, wow, I got laughs that I didn't even know I got. <laughs> what do you mean? Feel, well. Well, on stage, I couldn't hear the, I didn't hear any laugh, but on my oh. recording, oh, I they were you. laughing. <laughs> I gotcha. Okay. Uh, this is a good one real quick. Uh, like uh, Wednesday, I just did a new set because uh, I'm working on some Christmas material. <laughs> <laughs> and because I re-listened to my set, I got a, a better ending now already. And I know uh, one other spot I messed up on, obviously, you know, you know, but I'm able to fix that. But it's it's so good because you can you listen back and on the way home I'm like ah oh, she said this and so now I have a better ending for it you know just for that simple fact that I listen back to it you know that's right. right because you know why it's like being in your in the room with your buddies your friends that you were talking about earlier where right. your wife's cracking back and forth well that mm -hmm. never shuts off right so basically you're just doing it with yourself yep. in fact it's easier to do it that way oh yeah I can yeah. tear myself up. <laughs> Here's My the other thing too. Like that? if you get if you get crickets, uh it's not necessarily a bad thing. You should think of it this way. Uh put your brain into a into panic mode. You know, because you know, the ego never wants to die, right? right? <laughs> the ego will go like, "Oh my god, we going to die." Uh, <laughs> say this. <laughs> say this. Hurry up and say this. And you ever had one of those situations? Oh yeah. oh yeah where your brain oh, will go hurry up say this so we don't die and right you go, and you say it and it ends up being really funny because it's just off the top of your head it's well, natural yes yes well well when pete came out and told you like cool see the first time he went up he did two minutes one minute <laughs> he, that's the truth i can't i went up there and I thought I did two minutes of fire and got off stage because I had nothing else. So I was like, I'm going to end it here. That's my time, folks. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, no. So uh, my biggest thing is, so when you're getting into it, right, What? Yeah. I mean, at what point do you start trying to find ways to get paid gigs? Like, how do you even enter into those realms, you know, for like new newcomers coming out? Because we've been invited on shows, obviously, and that's the first step for us right. other than open mic. You know what I mean? We actually go to shows where people are there to see comedy for the most part, but they, they haven't been, uh, you know, they're not paid shows just yet, but to get into that process, you need like a manager or anybody or you do everything yourself. Well, you can get a manager and an agent, but I wouldn't worry about that until you get good. 
Exactly. Yeah, Any yeah, manager yeah. or agent that you're going to get now is going to be a bottom feeder. They're just feeding off uh, whatever you have. I mean, at this stage, you got to question why someone would want 10 or 15% of nothing. Right. That doesn't even make sense. Exactly. Um, they, if they're, if they can get you a lot of work, I guess you, they, that's a possibility, but you shouldn't even worry about that. You should just worry about getting good. And then after that, everything else will fall into place. I promise you. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, that's you. why I always, I always tell him, I mean, the biggest thing is, yeah, we have the podcast, but the biggest yeah. thing is material on stage. Yeah. I mean, for and me, the thing, that's right. That's right. And then, you know, once you get your tape together, I mean, it's so easy now. We used to have to send out videotapes and then hope that they would watch them. Now you just got to get them on the internet. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, you can actually, I know some club owners, and this is what they do. They'll say, send me some audio, and I'll listen to it on my way to work. And that's how they listen to new comics and people they want to hire. Okay. Now, I mean, think about how easy that is. So you, right. what do you need? That means you need content. That means you need material. That means you need well-recorded, uh, professional-looking tapes of yeah. yourself in clubs, doing your jam, yeah. and getting yeah. laughs. That's the biggest thing. That's going to be <laughs> your your card, right? That's your yes. best card. Yes, that's what it's all about. It's getting the laughs. Right? You know, yeah, absolutely. And not titters. I mean, like you, you should have a scale for all of your laughs, so well, that when you listen back, a ten is an applause break, right? And an eight is a, or eight or nine is a belly laugh, and then a seven or six is a, <laughs> maybe that's a, wrong, a man. five or a titter, a titter, and then you go from there. You know, you don't, yeah. You don't say that. Oh, well, I got good laughs. No, you didn't. That, that was nervous laughter. <laughs> <laughs> Because people were empathizing and they felt bad for you. <laughs> wow. Well, see, that's the thing Isn't with comedy. True? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's, that's the thing with comedy, though. It is. I, it's not all subjective because most of the time, if it's funny, it's funny. You're gonna laugh. You know what I mean? But certain people laugh at other things. Where, like uh, Pete, and credit to him, he said he said about you. you see that? That's comedy. I'm like, yeah, Pete. I can't do voices. <laughs> His energy is outstanding, but I can't do that. That's not my lane at all. So, <laughs> and, and, and but that's thing. thirty years of performance. Experience. Oh yeah, oh yeah, you, you definitely yeah. have it. That's for sure. In, in addition to, uh, like you said, you send out a lot of audio, but a lot of your comedy is uh, your fa you incorporate your face, your body movement, and everything. So, how did that? You know, how did that work? Or you know. When they thought they were getting one thing, and then when they saw you, it was like, "Whoa, there's something different," you know. Is uh, well, all you have to do is once you get hired, you have to produce. Yeah. And if you produce consistently, then you don't have to worry about anything else. If you're killing it every single show, what, what can they? What bad thing can they say about you? Right. Absolutely nothing. Now, a lot of comics are not aware of their physicality and what they do. They have to realize that they are performers. They are actors as well as, uh, as just stand-up comedians. So it's not just the writing. There has to be, um, there's an art to, of, to performance. Maybe I should write a book on this. because well, Oh, you should definitely. You have sure. a lot of experience because you've done a lot of, you know, different forms of comedy. You do the regular stand-up, but then you do so much animated stuff. 
Right. You know, it's just so you, I'll give you an example, okay, guys? You're doing a joke, and uh, one of your jokes is uh, a joke about your friend, and he he messed up or something like that. So you got to think about what is my attitude here? What what is my my thought process when I'm thinking talk telling this story about my friend? I, am I disgusted? Am I amused? Right. Am I this? Am I got this guy's an idiot or what is that? So I need to ha- experience that emotion as I'm talking about it, and then right, right, that, right. that will appear on my face. It'll go into my eyes. It, it's the same as when you're telling a story to a close friend about somebody else, you know, and you want to make them laugh. Well, what would you do? You would just do this, all these things automatically, just naturally. Right. Yeah. But for yeah, some yeah. reason, for some reason, when we get up there, everything shuts down. Yeah. Just, yeah. Oh, no. I just got to get my jokes out and I hope I don't mess the words up and I hope right. I get it in the right order and I hope I get the timing right and I hope I pause for laughter and all these <laughs> things are going through your head. Right. Yeah. That, that's got to go away. That's yeah. got to go away. So how do you do that? Well, you memorize what you're going to say so that it, that big part becomes second nature. And then the performance part you, you work on separately. Yeah. See, that's a big thing. Now, when you started out, this, I'm going to ask this question, but this is one of my, I don't say pet peeve because I know there's people that do it. Do you, have you taken notebooks up there and read from it or? I, I've seen George Carlin take a notebook up. Yeah, I know. That's, that's crazy though. It's just. Oh. Well, I, I, I didn't bother. I, you know, my attitude was, oh my God, like I was sitting at, I saw George Carlin at this big theater. And this guy got, he brought out his notebook and the guy, this guy in front of me got really mad. He says, oh, come on. <laughs> you know, I just paid like 40, $60, whatever it was to see Carlin. Yeah. And he pulls out his notebook and Carlin says like, hey guy, hey folks, hope you don't mind. I'm going to try out some new stuff here. Where am I going to try it? Where else am I going to try it out? At the Charlie's Chuckle Hut? I don't think so. So here we go. <laughs> And my opinion was, wow, I get to see Picasso paint. Okay. There you go. Okay. So you got to see the the inner workings of his mind and how he starts his bits and figure out where to go from there. Right. I mean, he, he, that's George he was Carlin. doing one of those laundry list jokes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> how could you possibly memorize all yeah, that? Yeah, that's so hard. You know, you got to go through and you got to get the rhythm and you've got to hear it and yeah. hear it back and you've got to hear where people laugh and where they respond. There are so many things there that you. Yeah, yeah, that's, that makes sense. I, I I never looked at it from that perspective. I just say it's like because well, when I'm going up, it's five minutes on my open mic. So to me, it's like you can't memorize five minutes. This <laughs> that's what that is. But but you have done. We both have done longer minutes and things of that nature. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I, we're, we're building our set like five minutes at a time. But um, like how do you? Okay, so. I know you have material and, and things of that nature. So do you set your time for like, okay, I'm going to do spend this amount on crowd work and then I'm going to go back to material. But because I've seen you just, sometimes things just happen and you just adapted and it was a part of the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> when that guy was going to the bathroom, that was funny. Yeah, so... <laughs> Like you follow, you follow them the whole time. And yeah, no, you were talking about. Him. Yeah, no idea what you <laughs> Yeah. So, do you set time aside for that, or like, like I'm gonna mess with the crowd for ten minutes or fifteen minutes, or just 
Well, that, that comes from my improv background. So uh, you understand that everything is an offer, no matter what people say or do. And you don't, you just go and, you just include, you don't shut anything out. Now, the trick is not to get bogged down or so distracted that you forget your act or your, where you're at or your place. Otherwise, it looks professional. It looks like you're easily distracted. It looks like you have no focus. Right, right. So, um, and also there's a no fear factor. You have to just go in and, and not be afraid. I think that, uh, well, take some improv classes. That's a good idea. Yeah, well, they, they do have crowd work classes uh, or crowd work shows they do, I guess, at the funny stuff. But you want class? The improv. Oh, the improv. The improv, yeah. like, you know, like uh, Jim Carrey's Whose Line Was It Anyway? Okay. Those, yeah. All those types of things. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Come out of the head. Or second, second City. Yeah, Second okay. City. All right. Yeah. See, that's what my always thing is. I, I don't do a lot of crowd work because I always... Like you, I think about it like this. If something happens, it's going to happen naturally. So I'm not going to spend time on an open mic doing crowd work when I'm not. I mean, why? Because if I'm at a show and it happens, I'm just going to do it naturally. I can't. I mean, I don't know. Is there a way you prepare for crowd work or does it just come naturally? The improv way. I know, but it's just, I don't know. Because that seems like it's, you know, like you're just waiting for somebody to say something off rip to get you prepared no. for it. No, 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 no. Okay. No, 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 no. That no, just no, flexes no. the muscle then. It has to be spontaneous. Deep. I mean, if it's something that's already prepared, or, or, where's the workout there? Zero. Exactly. Okay. Okay. You yeah. Know, obviously, Deep. when you've been in it for as long as I have, you do have some things in your head. <laughs> you've heard so much. That will just, yeah. You just, yeah. It kicks in and you use it. Yeah. There's yeah, nothing yeah. wrong with that. It's okay. just being dependent on that. That's yeah. not a good thing. Okay. All Just right. using it every single time so that, well, then it starts to become rote and rehearsed. Okay. And when that happens and the audience sees that, well, then a certain bit of magic goes away. Yeah. Yeah. And see, that's what it is when somebody brings out a notebook to me. It's just like when somebody goes out. Like, yeah. We, we, we sort of, you know, we, we sort of like. It's true for the audience. It is true. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. For the audience. I, I understand the process the as a comedian. You know what I'm saying, but we act, we actually uh, we sit together. We watch the whole show. We're not one of those comedians to do the open mic and then leave, because because like for example, <laughs> right. for for, for that example, happened all weekend. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. For for that example, was, like yeah. I don't care if I if I was working on your show, and I was there for all of your shows both days. I'm glued. Watch. I was like, I told him, this is a clinic. I'm watching the clinic right now. Oh, I'm a headliner and I watch and I still watch everybody's show. I'm watching the, the MC and I'm watching the feature. Wow. I see, want to well, see, see what they're doing. Sometimes they set things up for me. They pick oh. on somebody and I end, I end up bringing them back into the show like they're a character <laughs> in the show. Yes. And yeah. Yeah. Well, see, that's, that's the difference. I want, I want to even get into that because, for one, you being where you're at in your career, I mean, hats off for even spending that time with us that you did. I mean, when I first started going on the, the, the funny stop, nobody would talk to me. You know? <laughs> nobody would say anything. I came in there, and I was like, what is going on? 
I said, this is the complete opposite of what I expected. This is a room full of comics. And everybody's like ignoring each other and not speaking. I'm like, man, what is going on in here? This I mean, we're changing that because we start talking to everybody now when we come in there, you know, for the most part. But it's uh, is it, no, is it's, it better it's, now than it was. I think it is. Yeah, I mean, oh, from when I started, yeah, oh, yeah, from a year ago, oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it seems like there's a little bit more group in there, you know, that everyone's talks to people and everything. I mean, you still have little clicks here and there, but. I'm a floater, you know. We're floaters, so we go and we we talk to everybody, you know. Actually, the the, the coolest people that we run into are the people that come from out of town, or or the professionals, the ones that the professionals, actually, yeah, they're they, doing it. Yeah, like like nobody would talk to us. Uh, uh, there was a Gary G and and, and Mike uh, was funny. They came, they kicked us with us. They kicked it with us the whole night. <laughs> you were very nice and cordial to us versus the people that some of the other comedians, they, hey, what's up? Yeah, yeah. Just, hey, how you doing? And we're all in there doing the same thing. You yeah. Know? Well, you know, guys, it, it, it's uh, it's different for everybody. Uh, some people don't like to talk about it or they don't want you in their head. <laughs> okay. You know, they're very protective. Some people, it's an ego thing. Uh, it's all kinds of things. It's a status thing. Sometimes it's, I wouldn't, I would try not to take it personal if, if you can, um, cause your journey is your own journey. Definitely. And right. you're not there to make friends. You're, and you got to remember all of these people are very insecure individuals. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. When you understand that, you just go, well, you do your thing and I'll do mine. If you want to chat, I'm right here. Yeah, I'm well, yeah. I'm an open type of person. Exactly. You know, I feel like if you uh, talk about it, uh, you, you, uh, you understand, you get to understand what a little bit more of the secrets behind it, the craft, how it works. Why didn't that joke work out? Do you know any, why, what should I do? Well, I think, what if you said this word? Okay, let me give that a shot. You know, it's fun. It, it, yeah. You could help each other. You help yourself right. by helping other people. Absolutely. Oh, definitely. Absolutely. Well, that's the way I think about it. And that's the way I look at things, but you know, like. Well, then you're further ahead. Well, I appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> Justin, you're, you're already further ahead by your attitude. If your well, attitude is closed yeah. off, well, I mean, where are you going to go? Exactly. Because for one, you can't put on, right. like, so you can't put on a show by yourself. <laughs> right? I mean, you can. I always say you that. So many characters, you can, <laughs> you can do it. <laughs> but no, I, I, I uh, what was I, what I want to say about it? Um, but the fact that, like I said, the fact that you spend so much time, you know, with us as opposed to some of the other guys is just that shows your character you know you spent more time with us than some of the guys that see us every week <laughs> <laughs> that's a true story <laughs> like, and the thing is when it comes to comedy i look at it like this is i talk about my life in my in my situations i mean i don't understand why people would be worried about jokes and that. i mean because i guess if you do topical jokes you know you could get on the thing but yeah well, they're afraid that, you know, you might take their, their joke. Yeah. Um, but the, at the end of the day, you can always write another one. Oh, yeah. I'm like, I talk about my wife, so nobody's going to have those same jokes. And if they do, we got problems. That's right. That's right. <laughs> no, that's true, right? 
Right. That's why you write about your personal experience. Exactly. Yeah. You can really copy that. I mean, it's all from our perspective, right? That's why we pretty much got into it to tell our piece on from our perspective. And everyone has a unique perspective. Yeah. 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 That's the beauty of it. That's the beauty of it. So, so Greg Morton, is is it is it are you the same Greg Greg Morton as the NFL player Greg Morton? No. No. <laughs> I seen it on Wikipedia. <laughs> it's got to be true. It's got to be true. Okay. No. Are you asked that uh, uh, often? All the time. Yeah. So See, leave alone, these people. Young, all these kids looking up things on Wikipedia. <laughs> I'll bet you ninety percent of it's wrong. Yeah. Oh, it, <laughs> They're all doing so- this for homework, <laughs> citing Wikipedia as their source. <laughs> That's because other people are in there making their own sources up. Like, yeah. <laughs> right? Adding it to Wikipedia. <laughs> well, well, did you play any sports? Are you kidding? I was the worst at it. <laughs> Terrible at sports. I was good at running. <laughs> good at running. If you're black and you're living in a white neighborhood, you better be good at running. You better be, yeah. <laughs> That's what I always say. I say my children have every athletic bone that I never had. You know, so. um, That's good. You have a uh, confidence on stage, um, and, and, and I don't want to get it t- twisted, everyone, but it's definitely a family-oriented show. Yeah. But you have no problem getting naked. <laughs> <laughs> you have no fear. Now, where did all that confidence come from? Like, how do you feel like, okay, I'm going to take my shirt off and I'm going to dance around? Like, like, well, uh, if you study some of the older comedians um, from the silent era, Charlie Chaplin, the uh, Laurel and Hardy stuff, uh, yeah, you know, those characters all have a vulnerability. You notice that, right? And uh, there's something to that 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 works. Putting yourself out there. And <laughs> It may be the most in embarrassing situation, but it's funny. Yeah. Once you yeah. understand that core, you have to have a little some of that in yourself. You, oh, if, you if you if you're if you're always deflecting, if you're always def- on the defensive, where's the relatability? You're just a cocky son of a bitch. Right. Yeah, definitely. Oh, you you definitely let go. You just you just <laughs> out there having a wonderful time. I love it. I love it. Uh, you shine. Yeah, like, when you're I, out there, I don't you, want to tell too much, but yeah, 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 it was yeah. like, yeah, no, that's what I said. The well, energy is out there. This is the thing. I this this is a comedy body. That's how I look at it. <laughs> Why should I be embarrassed? If I'm making people laugh, then it's working. Exactly. <laughs> oh, definitely. You're doing great. That's awesome. Yeah. I love it. Wasn't a dull moment. And, like, no, yeah. wait a minute. And, and, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking at comedy these a little bit. Some of the last taboos that we, these are some of the last taboos that we have. Oh, yeah. No. oh. yeah. Keep yeah. going. There's nobody I'm else. Yeah. Rain. Yeah. yeah. You, you did, you did uh, over an hour set. Like, how long are your sets normally? Like, do you, do you plan out an hour and do it? Like, how do you time your sets? Well, uh, um, usually it's discussed with the club manager. How okay. Much time, how much time do you want me to do? Okay. And then I think about, then when I get up there, I go like, well, 
can I do this much in front of the audience? I will do a bare minimum of 50 in front of the audience. Okay. Well, usually I do an hour, but if they're just not there, what's the point in beating them over the head with it? Right, right, right. Okay. Just go. You, you have an hour or you should have an hour plus uh, at, at my stage of the game anyway, if you're a headliner. Okay. But just because you have that doesn't mean you have to do it every single time. Okay, right. You know, uh, a lot of people think, oh, I need to do this for practice or I need to. Well, no, not really. I mean, you right. need to entertain the people. Right. And if, okay. if they've had enough, why are you stuffing dessert down their gullets? I mean. Right. Yeah. Just go, okay, we've had enough. Less is more, right? <laughs> That's all about this guy. Look at it. <laughs> Cornell, what do you do now? You do more than two minutes. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> I do two minutes of fire. No. Um, I, 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 um, I, you know what? Working with him. He, 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 I'm learning from him. I learn from everybody. Um, I'm a student definitely, but he, he does the sets in five minutes. He has a time just like that. He's never running a light. I do my sets the same way. I, I, you know, because, you know, we, we, we sit in the back and we sit and we, we're looking at the other comedians like they're running a light. Oh, yeah. They don't, don't care. They got to, out there doing specials. Yeah, they're doing their 30 minute special. Like, look at them. Yeah, so you know, I times it, I time it, you know, perfectly. I, you know, I try to be perfect with it. Um, I, I, I mess with the crowd sometimes because um, I, I, you know, people that I look up to do that. Um, yeah, you need uh, you need some more one nighters to stretch your legs and kind yeah. of get an idea, a feel for what it what it feels like to do more than five minutes. Oh yeah, we just did a show. We just did a show. I did almost oh, twenty minutes on stage, and uh, he did about, about fifteen. You know, and we have another show coming up that we're doing more time. Uh, it was all my material. I'll get it twisted, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a year worth of, of material, basically. So I just, you know, you know I was you able to get we, it all out. You know what we had uh, for open mics. We would have everybody go up, and at the end, somebody closed it, and they did fifteen minutes. Oh. And it was usually uh, an open micer that had had the time, and uh, well, they basically they earned it. Yeah. Oh well, and Pete think, does that. Oh, that's Pete, good. Yeah, Pete does that because uh, at the end of like the amateur night, he still has like a co-feature contest and everything where they yeah. do 10, 15 or something like right. that. Yeah, that's Pete. What you do? Hey, hey Pete, don't he? He does everything right. People don't like he does like no swearing. Five minutes clean. Five minutes clean. He's you know, but it's not a bad muscle to flex. Like in my normal life, I have a trash mouth. But when I write and I'm on stage, I don't swear. I may throw a little, you know, shit here and there, but I, I'm not dropping F-bombs, you know, like normal. Yeah. So that's <laughs> a good thing. He's teaching me to be respectful yeah. up there. <laughs> well, hey, if you want some corporate work, you know. Exactly, and that's what and he then, said. And then look at dry bar. You're not going to get a dry bar special if you, if your uh, your set's filthy. Right, that's right. Not happen. Exactly. So many, so many things are opportunities, off limits to you if you have a filthy set. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I ride the line with the material, but no swear words. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so that's the good thing. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean. 
I do swear, but I don't, I don't swear that often. Um, and it actually depends on the, the, the venue. Crowd. Yeah, the crowd. Don't, don't swear the funny stuff. Don't swear the funny stuff. Other venues, I, mm-hmm. go ahead. Other venues right. I have swear. That's all I was going to say. Mm-hmm. I noticed you don't swear on your on your stage. No, just certain jokes that I have that that you know they they're not they it's a crucial part of the joke. You know? Yeah, that's bad. I, I try not to. Yeah, yeah. There's a yeah. So. This episode of the Midnight Pocket Podcast brought to you in part by the Acumen Paralegal Services. Help you help yourself the legal way. The services that they offer is they help with documents that need to be typed, guardianships, probate, divorce, wills and trust, complaints, business organization, financial planning, and legal research and writing. Go ahead and give them a call at 216-727-0049 or 216-456. 2000. Michelle White will get you right. That's right. Well, hey, Greg, we appreciate you showing up and being here with us. Oh. We don't want to hold you up. I know you're a busy man. You're torn. Once again, where can everybody get a hold of you? Uh, GregMorton.com is my website. And that's where I've got all of my tour dates posted as well. Contact information. And then, of course, on Twitter and Instagram, which I Okay. Okay. All right. Well, we appreciate you being with us, Greg. Yeah, guys. Thank you so much. Right. No, thank you. <laughs> yeah. No. I wish you, you all the best. Okay. Yeah. Anytime you want to chat, we'll hey. chat. Hey. Hey. Right. Thank you. I appreciate that. All right. Appreciate you. Take care of yourself. All right. Take care. Thanks, guys. Right. Later. Bye. Bye. Midnight Podcast. Midnight Podcast. Midnight. 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 Midnight 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 Midnight